Thank you so much for being a listener of the Deep Believer Show. We love our listeners, we pray for our listeners, and we love to hear from our listeners. So if you have anything you'd like to say, if you have any testimonies, or if you have any questions, leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Again, we would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for being a listener of The Deep Believer Show. Hi, everyone. This is Jennifer Bagnashi with Deep Believer. Today, we have with us again, for the second time, Earthquake Kelly. This time, he's going to share with us his experience in heaven. He's going to give us beautiful details, not only that of him being in heaven, but when heaven came down to him. Earthquake, thank you so much for being with us again. Oh, Jennifer, it is is a blessing. Thank you for having me. Thank you for this ministry that God has blessed you with and your husband. Now, thank you so much, y'all, for allowing me to come on to talk to God's people around the world. Amen. Thank you. You know you are always welcome. We're going to start off with, I know everyone wants to get down to heaven, heaven, heaven. So let's start with how it began. So your son, who was 25, you guys were together in the kitchen. Could you start with that? What happened there when you guys were wrestling in the kitchen? Oh, okay. Yeah, I was doing some uh, some remodeling in the kitchen. We had uh, some property, and I was doing uh, some some cabinets and putting out floors. And so my sons, they they like to come in because I used to be a professional boxer, long time retired, over twenty something years. But they used to always come on, and they would they would they would try to see if they can they can hit me. And I said, I used to always, oh, old man still got it, right? And they would come in, I would tag him, and my wife would say, don't you hit my sons real hard. Don't you hit my sons real hard. Because every now, every now I would drop I would drop that on there. See that? It's, that's not ash. That's from punching years ago. <laughs> and, you know, so, <laughs> so I used to, every now and then, I would hit him with, oh, I hit him with one. And uh, my wife, don't you be hitting my sons that hard, you know? <laughs> And I said, try and make them tough, babe. Try and make them tough. And 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 so not not I didn't try to break their ribs or nothing like that. You know, guess it's fun, you know. So we were doing that. My oldest son, we were doing that. He said, When he said, I'm gonna get you, Pops, I'm gonna get you. I said, No, I'm too smooth. <laughs> and and uh so he stopped. He got real serious. He got real serious. He grabbed me and he and he hugged me and he said, I said, I'm sorry, son, I hit you too hard. I wasn't trying to. He said, no, 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 dad, you didn't hit me too hard. I said, okay, because I'll be in trouble if I hit you. Mom find out I hit you too hard. And uh, he said, no, no, it wasn't that. He said, I want you to make me a promise. I said, uh, sure, what's, what's the matter? He said, I want you to promise that you'll never stop teaching and preaching deliverance. He said, you are helping a lot of people around the world, dad. And I'm watching you and I want to be just like you. I want to help people all over the world like you and mom do. He said, I'm not going to let you go until you promise me. And he was holding me real tight. He wasn't quite as tall as me, but almost I think he came up to right about there. And uh, but he was strong. He was a lifeguard, professional lifeguard. And uh, he was athlete and he, oh, he was, he was, 
do something. And um, he was strong, you know, and he was holding me tight. And I, I said, what's going on? What's going on? Somebody bothered you at work? He worked with, uh, he worked with, with Capitol Records. He was a songwriter and producer. And uh, I thought maybe it was somebody was messing with him at work. And I was going to go up there and talk to the boss a little something. You know what I'm saying? Uh-oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> go up there and talk to him. And pray for him, too. I was going to pray for him. But uh, I was going to talk to him a little something. <laughs> he said, no. He said, no. He said, no, Dad, it ain't that at all. He said, it's not that at all. He said, I want you to promise me that you would never stop teaching and, and preaching deliverance. Because at one point, we have, my wife and I have taken in people to help them get on their feet. We would relocate people that were in bad situations from one part of the country to the next. We worked with a lot of families that were well known that their children were having problems and they would call us. And one famous lawyer we worked with said, Earthquake, we need to get this one out of town and that one. So we would relocate people. We had safe houses everywhere. And he saw that. And so he's still holding me. And he said, you promised me. I'm not going to let you go until you promise me. So I said, sure, son. I'm not going to stop doing what God called us to do. That's never going to happen. So he let me go. And he, he was crying. And he, and he ran out. And my wife was sitting in the other room, the dining room. You had to go from the kitchen to the dining room and to the living room, and then out the door. You know, so he had to go past her. And he was crying and she came in the, the kitchen where I was, you know, doing the work. She said, did you hit him too hard? I said, no. And why is he crying? I said, I said, no, 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 no. I didn't hit him too hard. I said, we were play boxing and uh, he stopped and he grabbed me and he told me uh, not to stop teaching and um, uh, preaching and ministering to people like you and I are doing. And she said, oh, okay. She said, if you did, I was going to get you. Uh, you know, you know, guess playing, you know, I'm going to sock you. Anyway, my son, he ran out. House. So the next day, the next day I had to go preach down uh, a conference down in uh, Nevada. I felt really strange all day. I didn't feel like I, I wanted to go to that conference. I just didn't feel it. I guess didn't feel it. So the pastors had called me and they came by and said, man, you got to go earthquake. Everybody's waiting for you. I said, nah. I don't think I want to go to this conference. I just want to stay here with my family, hang out with them. And it's one of those, it was one of those days, um, um, uh, gloomy. You don't get a lot of gloomy days here in California because it's, it's usually the sunshine, except in the monsoon season. But that day was like really gloomy, and I didn't really want to get on the road or anything. So anyway, they talked me into it. I went down there and uh, tried to call my family back, and that's where I got the worst news that any parent ever, ever, ever get is that your children or one of your children have been killed. And uh, he was carjacked, he was shot, shot close range. He was shot in the chest twice close range. And then uh, for six months, we had to go to court. They, they caught the guy, we did it. We had to go to court for, for six months and look at the pictures of my son laying in the street oh, with pools of blood running. And we had to do that. And the prosecuting attorney had to show that. And we had there as witnesses. And that was so hard. My, my wife, my wife cried every day for a whole solid year. Down on her hands and knees, banging on the floor, screaming and crying for a whole entire year. 
Matter of fact, he was killed December the 7th, 1998. And I don't even remember anything of 1999. I don't remember no shows. I don't remember what style clothes coming on. I don't know anything about 1999, what movies were out at the time. I don't know what the model of cars, everything stopped in our house and our family. We went, my daughters and my four daughters and my other, my one son, he disappeared. We didn't know where he was for the longest. Mm. No way he was, excuse me, we didn't know where he was. My youngest son, um, we thought he was gonna, you know, just lose it. So it just, it's when people kill your family members, your gang members, they kill people, uh, family members, they have no idea the trauma you put on the, re the, the surviving uh, family members and the victims and their little sisters and, you know, their, 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 their family, such as a mother and a father and a grandmother, and they don't care. They don't care about backlash that happens from that. And our family went to, through that. And uh, uh, it, it's getting, it's getting better, but still the memory of him, when the picture, I have a picture of him over my bed. And uh, sometimes I look at him and just wondering what would be going on. And we used to go on fishing tournaments and, and we used to go on vacation and he was supposed to teach me how to swim. You know, he said, he said, Pop, you did that. You gotta learn how to swim. He said, you, you know, you earthquake killing and, and you can't swim, you know, and how that's gonna look and you going on vacation and, and all these tours and all that stuff. And all you do is sit on the edge of the pool and then do your feet like this over the edge of the pool. I said, that's good enough for me. That's all. <laughs> he said, no, Pop, you gotta swim. And so I'm gonna teach you. And I mean, it was it was that next that next summer I was supposed to go, he's gonna teach me how to swim. And uh, you know, so I guess we'll swim together in the crystal sea when that time comes. And uh, my son had one of the biggest funerals on uh, TBN and motorcycle club came and actors came famous people came because he worked he worked with capitol records and plus me being a boxer boxers and he had one of the biggest could even hardly get the people in the church it was just so many people that he was so loved and and uh it was a really difficult time to have to go through that because he's always wear my shirt. Now he had this shirt. Now I had to go ask him to give it back if he was still around, you know, his feeler. I ain't advertising for you feeler, but uh, you know, throw a brother a couple thousand down while you got this shirt on for you. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> now I'm just having fun with you. The good news, the good news to this is you actually saw him again a few mm -hmm. years later. And people are wondering, how'd you see him again? Earthquake, how did you see your son again? I was at a pastor's meeting and this is what, what happened. I was at a pastor's meeting and sometimes um, church can be funny. The way people dance and the way they spin around. And, <laughs> and so, so it was laughing at a couple of, couple of ways that people were, you know, dancing and praising God. And I was laughing too, it was funny, you know, cause you get people that scoot one way in another way and, and they don't do it on purpose it's just the anointing a lot of time and then one particular mother she would she would just, <laughs> she'd get the, the anointing hit her 
she get the shouting and she'd turn around. She'd turn around and she'd do like this. And so the pastor asked her, he said, why are you turn around and, and stick your back parts like you doing like that? And he said, she said, pastor, I'll tell you devil. Oh, I'm no teeth? There was no teeth there? Oh, no, no teeth, no teeth. Okay. He said, pastor, let me tell you, I'm turning around and I'm putting it in the devil's face. I put my <laughs> <laughs> and took a mother said she was putting it, she was putting her rear in the devil's face. That's what she think about, you know, and she didn't <laughs> and so the stuff get the laughing the funniest stuff that people do. And so I'm laughing. I'm laughing hard because you know it really is it, good medicine. So I'm laughing in the preacher's meeting. And all of a sudden it felt like somebody was pouring hot water in my head. So I turned around. I said it was funny, but it wasn't that funny. Pouring water in my head. But I turned around and there was nobody standing back there. So he told something else that was funny and stuff that happened. And uh, I felt that sensation in my head again. I said, somebody playing game. But what it was, my blood vessels in my head at first. And what the warm, what I, what I felt was water on this side going throughout my head because when it bursts, it's got no place else to go. So it was, it's under between the skin and the skull, you know, when that blood vessel, mm -hmm. vessel burst, that's what was happening. I was having a hemorrhage of the brain, massive brain hemorrhage. And so I, I told the pastor, so I said, I, I, I need to go. He said, what's up, earthquake? I said, I'm not feeling real good. And I said, I'm gonna go home and lay down. And so they said, okay. And so the, everybody, you know, excuse me and stuff. So I got in the car. It's about a 45 minute drive to my house. And I, and I made it home. And uh, my wife was there too, but she came in a different, she drove a different car. And so when I got home, I called her, this is 2004. I called her and I said, uh, I said, babe, I'm having a strange headache. She said, you need to go to the doctor. I said, no, no, that's okay. I said, maybe it was a um, reaction from years ago being a fighter. Maybe it's one of those punches to the head. It, it'll pass. She said, no, baby. And she actually described what you feel. So I told her, she said, I ain't never heard a headache do that before. And I didn't want to go. She said, you going? She said, tomorrow, if you still feel like this, you go in the hospital. Okay. She said, if I got to carry you myself. No, if she can hit me in my mouth turn sideways, and flip me over her back and I'm looking up to heaven. I believe you me, she could have slung me over her shoulder. You know, so I said, I don't want you to be slinging me and going there. So I still didn't, I still didn't want to go to the hospital. I said, I don't pass. So she called a friend of ours and that friend of ours called the doctor and he got the doctor on the phone. I got to the hospital, I called my wife and I kept falling forward and I kept falling backwards and uh, I remember watching this animal show. They said if a, if a rhinoceros falls falls wrong or something like that, and he can't get enough air, you know, suffocate. So I said, well, I ain't gonna be like the rhinoceros. I ain't gonna fall where I can't breathe. You know, so I'm gonna I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm fall with style. <laughs> I'm gonna fall where I can breathe. And so I called my wife and I, told, I said, babe, something really, she said, I'm taking you to the hospital. So. She finally got the doctor on the phone and doctor said, 
describe your symptoms earthquake. What do you feel? And I told the doctor, I said, I'm all right, doctor. He said, no, 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 hush. What do you feel? What do you feel? And I told me, and the doctor told me, she said, that ain't no headache. I ain't, ain't going to tell you what you have, but get yourself to the hospital. And the doctor said, if you don't get yourself to the hospital, I'm coming to your house and I'm going I'm to whip you myself. I know you're a boxer and the rest. I'm going to whip you myself because you're playing with something that's dangerous. I said, wow, the doctor threatened to whip me. I better get on out of here. You know, because usually they don't threaten to whip you. you know? And it, it's a day no headache. So I got to the, to the car. Uh, it was so hot. It was a nice nice uh, cool day there and it was nice and cool but i'm burning up i'm like so so hot i had to put my hand on the car and i put my hand on my head to try to get some relief and some of and when i sat down the minute i sat down in the car i passed out gone and when i, when I came to we were at the hospital and i asked my wife i said how we get here she said i drove you here i said 20 miles she said, yeah, she said, you was out all, all the way. And I tried to get up, but I couldn't, I couldn't get up. So they had to come and the guys came and put me in the wheelchair and wheeled me in. And I'm getting worse by the second, by the second. And I'm not knowing what happened because the doctor over the phone didn't tell me what it really was. They get to the hospital and they'll tell you what, what's going on with you. So I got there. and. I couldn't hardly see anything. I mean, it was like a film over my eyes. I couldn't hardly hear. And the lady behind the, 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 the counter that was talking to my wife, my wife would say, help my husband. He's really sick, help my husband. And then the lady said, well, he has to talk to me. He's gonna have to talk to me. Well, basically, it's like this. He's going to have to talk to me. If he doesn't talk to me, I can't help him. I, I can't. There's nothing I can do for him. Wait, but what if you couldn't talk? I'm getting ready to tell you. What, incarnation? Okay. I can't say nothing. Jennifer, I can't say nothing. So she said, and, and what is your name, sir? What is your name? Is your name, is your name uh, Curtis or Kelly? And I'm like, where am I? I can't figure out. And this lady is, is talking to me stuff. Why is she bothering me? Why am I here? And, and she said, well, if you don't tell me your name, I can't help you. I met you in the hospital, sir. So I'm like, what in the world? Why am I here? What is going on? And, and, and my wife is saying, ma'am, he's sick. He's, he's really sick. Could you help him? And then she's going on about, I got to sign my name. And then, and then I had about enough because I'm not knowing what's going on. And then she said, is your name Curtis or is your name Kelly, sir? What is your name? And I said, yes, they're both my names. And she said, okay. And she pushed the button and here come these guys. These come these guys running around a corner, like one of these old movies, you know, Lauren Hardy movies, Stooges or something, they run around a corner. And I, where are these guys go? I'm saying, I don't know nothing. I don't know I had an explosion in my head. You know, and it's messing up everything. My eyes, my senses, I can't see good. And this lady's asking me a thousand questions about what my name is. I don't even know Curtis Kelly. I don't. I don't even, I didn't even know who he was. Wow. I didn't know earthquake. I didn't know lava, tsunami. I didn't know nothing. Really? So did you forget a lot? So everything just yeah. left you? Yeah, I didn't know nothing. Wow. I did not know. My memory was wiped out. Wow. I didn't know nothing. 
I didn't even know who that pretty lady was taking me all around the place trying to get me to the hospital. Was that the lady saying earthquake? What's your name, Kelly? No, I'm talking about my wife. I didn't oh. even know. Oh. So glad oh, you can't forget her. You can't forget yeah. her. Nope. No, I, tell you, I, I vaguely remember who, who is this lady? And it, okay, appreciate your help. I didn't know nothing. That brain aneurysm, mm. it tore my head up because blood's everywhere. It's all everywhere and it's just messing up everything. And so then they start coming back to me. I said, hold on a second. This is my, this is my wife helping me. I said, okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Get my memory back. And I was so happy to get away from that lady at that counter. I was so happy. You know, wow, well, Mr. Callie, what are you gonna get out of here, ma'am? I don't know what's going on. And so actually they come around a corner and they put me on this thing and they lay me down. And I'm not wanting to lay down because I'm what are you laying me down for? What is going on? And they wheel me around the corner and I'm still not understanding what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Why are these guys doing this? Because usually I'd have got up. You know what I'm saying? You come at me real good. I'm 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 gonna deal with you. You know, then pray, I'm gonna pray for you, but I'm gonna deal with you first because I don't know you, you know, because you could be dangerous. So and but I always remember to pray for you afterwards, you know. But afterward. Afterward. You gotta make sure you gotta make sure it says no job is complete until the paperwork is done. And this here's the paperwork, you know. So and this is the paperwork of the paperwork. You pray for them, and I'm like, I can't even got the strength to do nothing. And so they take me to this place and all of a sudden, all of a sudden I stopped breathing. I stopped breathing and I could, <sighs> that was it. But I could still hear. It's a strange thing, I stopped, I stopped breathing. And then I can count every doctor that was around me. It was 10 doctors. Now somehow I can tell all the doctors that was around me. And they was putting stuff in me that was, you know, clear and all of that. And I realized I died, but I didn't know I died. Because at that point, it's like I, my body stopped, but my spirit and my soul didn't leave yet. You know what I'm saying? It didn't, it didn't leave and God didn't allow it to at that point. So that they're working on me and working on me. And then uh, about 15 to 20 minutes of working on me, I heard the doctor say, we lost him. And I'm like. Oh, so you remember hearing this? I can hear, I can hear everything. This is 2004, right? 2004, 2004. six uh -huh. years after your son passed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I can hear everything, but I can't, I can't move because I ain't have no strength. Because the brain aneurysm, it gets to all of my body functioned up pretty bad. And so, but I can hear, but I couldn't, I couldn't move and respond to so the doctor, one of those doctors, he was at the foot by my up by my head, and he said, "We lost him." And I said, "How can you lose me? And I'm still here. I can hear everything. Can't move. My my heart and everything stopped, but I can still hear you. Explain that when we get to heaven. I don't understand how that. <laughs> I don't. So don't ask her. That's amazing. Don't know how that works. All I know, I can hear him working on me, the refrigerators and all that, sticking needles and everything. And then he said, "We lost him." And then God spoke to me and he said, open your eyes, open your eyes. And I'm speaking back to God. I said, God, I can't, I can't. They say I'm dead. And he's like that, you're not dead. I got you in this position. I'm holding you in this position. 
open your eyes. Don't worry about your heart stop, lung, liver, kidney, and the brain functions. Open your eyes. So he said, okay, I open my eyes. And there was a doctor still standing there. It was a lady. As she was standing there, she started screaming, he's alive, he's alive, he's alive. And everybody kind of rushing back and putting tubes here. And every day, putting tubes everywhere and oxygen thing. And they start working on me to get a room ready, get a room ready. And they rushed me into a room. And I was, I was in that room and they put stuff on me and stuff I didn't even, even know existed. They was putting on my arms and pumps here and stuff there and stuff going up and down this way and lines going that way. All of this stuff for me. I said, how special am I? And they're going through all this trouble. And I don't even know what's wrong with me. Ain't nobody told me. You know, nobody really told me anything. So I get to the to the intensive care. I'm right by the nurse's station. I get and, and that's my mind started coming back to me a little bit. It started coming back to me a little bit. And then my wife comes in. She comes in and she's her look on her face. She's like, I you you made it, baby. You made it. And I said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God, I made it. She said, Everybody's praying for you around the world. That we got everybody praying for you. And uh, they um, they said, We 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 got to check your your back. We got to check your back. And I'm like, I don't have no back problems. Why are you checking my back? She said, We got to take fluid out of your backbone out of your backbone to see to see something, but they won't tell me what they're trying to see. And so I've been bent over as they told me, you know, in intensive care, I bent over it and they stick a needle in my back long as a number two pencil. And then, and then they're trying to drain some fluid out. And now it's like, oh God, it's like, it's, it's like pulling a tooth with a pair of pliers almost the way it felt and it was, going all between the bones and everything and trying to find some fluid. And they finally, if I can seem like an hour of digging between my backbone, they got the fluid out. And uh, they said, well, we're gonna give you some morphine. This is why I didn't know I was allergic. They gave me some morphine. And when they gave me some morphine, I went into convulsions, really hard shaking. And while I was shaking, I died again. And it's the second time. I died again. And this time I can see my wife's face get smaller and smaller and smaller. And I'm going down instead of going up. I'm thinking, why am I going down? And while I was going down, I um, was falling about 50 miles an hour. And I, and I could see, and I could see this big old, like a building with all these cells and stuff, all these cells. And there were people in every cell as I was falling down. I could see there was a gentleman in there. He had on a green suit and a tie. And he was being tormented on the other side of the cell was something tormenting him, but I couldn't see it. And, and he was screaming and he was promising. He said, God, if you give me another chance, I'll preach. I won't have the women. I won't steal the money. God, I'm so sorry. Give me another chance. And he was a preacher that was stealing money and had a lot of women on the side in his church. And he died of a heart attack. And God told me as I'm going down, he said, he loved to wear that green suit representing whatever he represented money, I guess. 
And God said, I allowed him to die of a heart attack. And I stuck that green suit on him for eternity wow. in this position. And he's screaming and he's in this cell. And it's like a hundred thousand cells where people in there being tormented without a break, without a break. And I'm going down and I'm still going down. I'm still going down and I'm saying, God, I'm a preacher. I preach the gospel all over the world. Why am I going down? I should be going up. So you were nervous at this point? Were you nervous? Like, this is where I'm maybe going? Or were you confused? No, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, God, why am I going down? I'm yeah. a preacher. I'm still be going up. Yeah, so you're getting, was, like, confused of why you were, yeah. Oh, I know. I knew. I wasn't confused. I know why I was going down. Okay. I know why. Someday I'll tell you the story why I was going down. Okay. I want to know that story. Yeah. I was going down, and every time I tell people that the altars are filled because a lot of people out there listening to us, you got that same rebellious thing I was dealing with. Wow. Oh, I'm preaching real good to somebody out there already. And so I'm going down, and I'm going down, and I can hear all of these screamings, all these yells, and all of these things. And I got to a certain point, and then I stopped falling. And I could look around, Jennifer, I can look, and I can see the, and smell the torment of a billion people a billion and i'm like oh my god god he said i want you to see what happens when i tell people to preach when i tell people to live right in the church and they got this doctrine about once you 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 become saved you can go back and commit fornication and adultery and god said that's a lie that's a doctrine of devils right you're gonna roast in hell doing that mess that is not God. And he said, I'm sending you back with a message to warn my people to repent. And so while I, I'm hovering now, I'm hovering upside down. Now, I don't know how to turn my hand upside down real good, but this is like me upside down. And while, while I'm hovering upside down, I'm hovering upside down, there's this long arm, scaly, furry, nasty arm trying to grab me saying, let him go, let him go, let him go. And, and he said, let him go, let him go. And I was saying, God, please, I was screaming and yelling, please don't let me go, please, please don't let me go. Please don't let me go. God said, I want you to go back through the warning. Tell my people don't rebel. Rebellion is witchcraft. That's right. That's biblical. That's, That's what the word says. Mm -hmm. And so he let me come back out of that place and I could see my wife off. I passed that other place with all those cells. And all hell is a terrible place. There's a lot going on down there. You don't want to see none of it. But anyway, I passed that place and I start coming back up. I start coming back up to where I can see my wife and, and everything like that. And 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 got bigger and bigger and he put me back in my body. And then I um I realized I was back there and it was trying to take that fluid out of my back and it was it was a painful thing, painful pain. You don't want nobody digging in your back with no giant needle. It's not fun at all. And so it was it was it was something. So next thing I know, after that experience, they wheeled me, they wheeled me into a, a, a room. I don't know. I don't remember if I was in there by myself or not. That part I don't remember. I think I think yeah. I think um, somebody on the other side. Or sometimes they put you in the room with two two people. Mm -hmm. you know two people and uh 
So I was in there, I think, with another person at first. But I don't remember at that point. Like I said, I didn't remember too much of anything as far as that. I was just concerned about myself getting well, getting out of there, even though I didn't know what was wrong with me. I didn't know what was wrong with me. So after being there for a while, I realized my blood pressure wasn't what it should be. And it was 200 over 200. Yeah, my blood pressure went up to 200 over 200. And then from there, from there they checked it and uh, they was giving me this, these big old pills to try to bring my blood pressure where it should be. And uh, it, it worked, it worked. Sometime it worked and then sometime it didn't. Then it would keep going up. Blood pressure would keep going up. And uh, the head hurt so bad. The head hurt so bad that they had to put blocks of ice on the side of my head because it was my head was so hot and it hurt so bad that uh, it was a terrible, terrible thing. And so one day I was just, just there, I was just there praising God, blessing him, speaking in tongues, worshiping God. And that's when that, remember I told you that big old, that big old beautiful thing came in the room. Oh, glory to God. It was square, it was diamonds and emeralds and rubies and stuff on it. And uh, I said, wow. And so I was there and it looked like the Ark of the Covenant. And it came down and I'm like, wow, this for me? Oh, this for me? Coming down here for me? And um, uh, the nurse, the nurse that would come in and every 15 minutes, they would come in and every time I thought I had a good nap going, they would come in and wake me up and give me pills and then the, the, the food. It looked, it, it's, it's like the man in hell that wanted some water. Remember that man in hell say, you send somebody to the last, you just dip the tip, not even the whole hand, just put the tip. That's how I was with some salt with that food that was fixing in the hospital. <laughs> Can you please, uh, please, because I just had one little grain There's of no salt. There's no seasoning in hospitals. <laughs> <laughs> just one little grain of salt, please, please. Please. <laughs> but anyway, I'd eat that food and and so I'm laying there and this and this beautiful thing comes, comes in, and it doesn't make no noise, no sound, and it's hovering. I'm looking at it and it got so close to me. And I said, Oh my God, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. And I said, I, I ain't gonna tell nobody this. Because a lot of people won't believe me. Say, they say, yeah, right, or something came in your hospital room. Look, man, I've been to hell. I've been tormented. I've seen chambers of souls lost. And why not? Why not God can't do something for me like that? Why not? Why not? Why not? You know, God can do anything he wants to. You can't put God in no box and say, well, you can do this and you can't do that. You know, get out of here. You, you, you that, that person at that window? Well, Mr. Kelly, Mr. Kelly, what's your name, Mr. Get out of here. Oh, crazy stuff. <laughs> God can do what he wants to do when he wants to do. Right. He can pick who he wants. He Amen. can choose who he wants. And I'm an ex-sorcerer. I'm an ex-sorcerer. I told God at the altar, you don't want me because you know what I do. I love doing what I'm doing. And God said, I'll show you a better way, a better plan. And I accepted December 15th, 1971. I believed him. 
he did things for me. Even though I didn't walk perfect all the times, I try my best to repent of everything that I've done. And I, and I do that as a rule now. You know, God, if I done something out of order, forgive me. I don't want to, I don't want to be like them people say once save, always save, and I go back. Because if it applied to me, once save, always save, I'd be a sorcerer right now. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? They say you can go back and do what you used to do. I would be a sorcerer. You can't you can't tell me, you cannot tell me that. Don't tell me that. Do not tell me I can do what I want to do once I receive Jesus and go back. You can't tell a person like that with me because I didn't clown in the street. I was a dangerous person, really dangerous. And you mean I could be a Christian and a sorcerer too and still go to heaven? Come on, y'all. It's like that's, it's like that's the way that the devil tries to get you back. He'll fight to get yeah. you back by yeah. telling you. Yeah. Once saved, yeah. always saved. You just keep yeah. Going. Yeah, you get out of here. Don't tell me something like that. And I've done stuff in witchcraft, make your hat spin around on top of your head. And you're going to tell me that I can go back and do that? No. And so here I am now. This thing came in the room and I promised God that he loved me so much. And this thing coming in the room and it's coming to get me. It's coming to get me. But before that, Jennifer, before that, I was laying down in the bed and these two, these two things came in the room. I thought they was, I thought they was men. And then have no shirts on. And I know that's unsanitary coming to visit somebody in the hospital and you ain't got no shirt on. So I can't talk above a whisper. So I said, what, what, who you come to see? We say, we come to see you. And so he said, we've been trying to kill you for years, but you just won't die. And how tall were they? Really quick, how tall? Because I hear sometimes they're different sizes. Were they little or? Yeah, they're about five feet. Okay. And one had a head, his head, was this big, this big. And the other one sat down and I drew pictures of them. I got pictures here, you know, in, in, in my books and stuff. I got pictures here. This is my book that I wrote about the whole thing. Heaven's oh yay, golden Heaven's vessel. Golden Vessel. Yes, I wrote the whole thing about it. I've drawn pictures, I've illustrated. Where can we get that from? Oh, you can get it, you can get it on Amazon. Amazon, okay. Heaven's, you, what is it called? Heaven's, what Heaven's again? Golden Vessel. Heaven's Golden Vessel. I'm also going to put it in an audio book so you can, you can, you can hear me talk about it and you can also read it in paperback. Great. 20 bucks. I mean, you up in our ministry, it would be a blessing. I'll show you it again in a minute, but those things sat there and he put the middle finger up in my face. And I told you, I think last time about what cussing cursing is not words. Those are names of spirits. And so he said, with the F, to me, and I'm trying to get up and fight now. I want to fight now. You don't curse me. I'm laying down here. You come in my room and I'm going to knock your head around. And that big old one with the big old head like a pumpkin. And I told him, I said, You're in the right place. Why don't you have them to last that thing while you're here? Just have them get all that, that stuff out your head while you're here. You can have my bed. You know, you can, you can have my bed because, brother, 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 come on, man. Come on. Come on, man. Pumpkin for a head, get out of here. Wait, so he looked human. So when he walked in, when they walked in, two guys walked in, they had no shirt on. They looked human. They were five foot tall, but they had big colossal heads. One did. One had a colossal head. Okay. Now I'm trying to get in, get his lance, but he wouldn't listen. And he said, uh, we've been trying to kill you for years, but you won't die. And that was one day. And, and God said, Plead the blood, rebuke them. Amen. Jennifer, I said, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And they said, don't say that. They always say that. They hate the name of Jesus. 
don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. I said, get out of this room. And I saw him right back down to the pit of hell where he came from. Amen. Right back down. So I called my wife and I told her, I said, get the saints praying for me. The effectual fervent prayer of righteous men and women avail as much. They put the veil of God over you to cover you. Because I'm 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 not I'm not really liked in the demonic realm. They don't like me because I used to be one of them and they hate me. And so they try to kill me. And you know, brain aneurysm was another thing they used. And they came to let me know. We tried to get you with a brain aneurysm, but it wouldn't work because God protected you. You you you, you think you all that? No, I don't. I know God loves me and I promised him when he saved me that I was serving with everything I have. And so next day or so, the next day or so, that that beautiful thing came in the room. Um, heaven's golden vessel, like a golden vessel came in and, and it picked me up and I could look down and I could see myself laying in the bed, but I didn't know it was me, you know? And so I said, wow, that guy's in bad shape, but now I don't feel nothing. I don't feel no headache. I don't need no ice on my head. I feel like I'm brand new, no pain, no nothing. But while I was in my body, I was feeling horrible. And then like a blink of an eye, this thing took me into paradise. Oh, glory to God. That's what I talk about in this book, stuff that happened to me. Got to get your hands on it. It'll bless you. It will bless you. I'm we'll post you it in me. the description for you too. Hmm? We'll post it in the description. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. And so I got there and this angel, this angel, he opened the door for me and I stepped out of, of that beautiful thing. I could have, I could have went all around the universe and that thing. That thing was so, so, so awesome and so beautiful. And then I got out and the angel opened the door and he said, he said, come on. And I was like, whoa, oh my God. I know what my son is seeing. I know what my mother and my mother-in-law is seeing. I know the saints of God is seeing. Oh my, nonstop, 24 hours a day seven days a week and I and I was there with them and and I looked I looked Jennifer I looked at the grass I looked at the grass it, it was so beautiful it looked like somebody got down their hands and knees with some scissors and manicured each blade just cut them down perfectly and watch this now hold on until you see you hold on until you see I'm holding on holding on hold on <laughs> Just let go. Wait, let me hold back on. Okay. Yeah, grab. Get you a big, good grip on that seat. Each blade of grass had a diamond, emerald, or sapphire. I heard this before. I've heard diamonds. I didn't know so sapphires. All of it. All of them. In the in the grass. Who put those in grass? How big were they? Were they like little little pieces, or were they? you know so mm -hmm. regular uh -huh. you know it wasn't like you had to chop them down with a, with a, a, a machete to get through no it was it was like a little bigger than a, a, a golf course yeah it was really nice and it was so beautiful and you know there's like 300 different shades of green right they said i didn't know that i only thought there were yeah. a few oh yeah by the lawns i see outside uh, uh, Yes, there's even one named after Kelly. There's a Kelly Green. There's really? Mid yeah, yeah. And there's 300 shades on this planet. But when I saw that green, you don't see nothing iridescent 
like that on this planet. And I've been all over this planet. I've been to China, Pakistan, Russia. I've been all over this planet, Spain, Malta. I've been to Europe, the, the Netherlands. I've been all over the world with the tulips and all that stuff. I never seen not one blade of blade. Say that word, blade, 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 blade of glass, grass. Yeah, that New York comes out er now and then. Er, er now and then. <laughs> yeah, er now and then. <laughs> blade of grass. Wow. Okay. Never, never, Jennifer. Never have I ever seen a blade of grass look like that grass. And so the angel said, he said, "Come on, walk. Go ahead, walk, walk on it." And I was like. You walk on grass with diamonds and, and, and jewels in it? He said, yeah, walk on them, walk. And so I'm thinking, because they're diamonds and stuff, you know, there's diamonds in the, in the grass that they're going to be hard, you know, like, like they're walking on something hard. Or as I walked, as I walked on it, it was, they were soft as cotton. Oh, glory to God. It's like walking on cotton. Wow. So obviously there was no pain because you're in heaven. No pain up there. Well, really quickly, how long, what was the transition between the transition time between when you were looking at yourself saying, wow, that guy looks like he's in bad shape to when you went to heaven. How long would you say that was? It, it seemed like it's long enough to realize that that was me. Oh, and wow. then once I realized that was me, then off I went. And then <laughs> how long was the commute, would you say? Like that. See my eyesight? Uh-huh. Blink like of an eye. That's right. It don't take long. God don't take long. He can ready to do something like, there you go. Amen. Out in front of the body is where you be instantly with the Lord. That's how it happened. And I saw some marvelous stuff. I saw flowers that you've never seen. Like I said, I traveled this world, never seen flowers like that. I saw the crystal. I saw a crystal river, like liquid diamonds, coming out of this big, solid, gold building and water was coming out of it. I went down there and I put my hand in it. I wanted to drink it. I wanted to put it in my pockets. I wanted to bathe in it. I, I mean, there was so much stuff. I saw some of the saints of God that was on the other side of, of that of that river. And I asked them, I said, can I come over there with you? Can I come over there with you? And they said, no, it's not your time. You got to go back. You're not finished. I said, well, I'm finished. I'm done with that. You don't know what I'm dealing with down there in that hospital. You know, they're trying to kill me, pumpkin head things coming. I've been down to the pit to hell. What are you talking about going back? Oh, no, 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 brother, earthquake ain't going back down no more. Done, over, and out. Pull the plug, I'm out of here. They said, no, 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 no. And so the angel told me, he said, walk around. I'm telling you, you have not seen houses like this ever. Okay, elaborate, because I went to school for interior design and I love houses. I just have this infatuation with houses. Tell me how these houses looked. Oh my and, God. Uh -huh. Oh my God. If you could imagine opening up a, 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 a clam or, or what they call those things. The mm -hmm. With the, with the mm -hmm. oysters that open, that have the mother of pearl, pearl inside. Okay. Right. You, you yeah. Know, I love mother of pearl stuff. Uh -huh. My mother, my grandmother had some things made out of mother of pearl, you know, it was really nice. And um, the whole building in the front, mother of pearl. The whole building, the whole house, mother of pearl. How can you get, like I said, the most clams, they, at the most, they about that big, big as my hand. Okay. Right? And, they, and you get the pearls out of, that whole house in the front was mother of pearl. I saw it. 
So I, was it like multiple pearls or one big no, pearl one big, one big giant mother pearl on the side of the of the house. Now I couldn't get on the other side of the river where they were, so I can only see them from a distance. But what I saw was was oh oh I I saw beautiful golden meadows and trees. It was so beautiful. And every time that they moved, they didn't have to move by no wind. If they did, it was a wind and all the go. They would move, not because the wind was blowing necessarily, because they were praising God. They I talked. Imagine. They could talk and communicate with God. And it was so powerful. You don't want to leave. And there's no shadow there. The Bible no. says it. There's no shadow of turning, right? No, no shadow. You know why? Because the whole the whole place is lit up by the face of God. Amen. And you talking about the man called me yesterday on YouTube. When I was on YouTube, he said, he said, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm an agnostic. I'm an atheist. I'm a Satanist. I want to go to hell. I said, man, you don't want to go there. Mm -mm. He doesn't really? know what he's asking for. Yeah, you don't you 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 don't want to go there. You want to go to heaven, man. Receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. I'm talking to you if you listen tonight because you don't want to miss this place. You don't. You don't want to miss this place. You don't want to. And then I saw those houses and then the angels. You talking about choir? I love choir singing. You ain't heard a choir until you hear them angels singing. Oh my God. And not only they go in you, they go through you. Their voices go through you and you stand in there and ain't no darkness, ain't no shadow. The angels are singing. The saints on the other side of the, of the crystal river waving to you. And I'm doing, I'm looking at the grass, I'm looking at the flowers, praise God, looking at all this golden stuff there. And I'm saying, oh my God, let me stay. And he said, no, you got to go back. And the angel said, keep walking. So I go by looking at all those beautiful buildings. And then I look on the other side of that crystal sea. And there, my son, he just comes up. Wow. Yes. Wow. But did you want to dive in? Did you just want to fly over it? What you going to do? I, I, I said, Scott, he said, yeah, dad, it's me. And he said, dad, you and mom have not told me not even all about this place. You didn't <laughs> tell me half of this place, dad. Because I can only tell you what I know. You know, he said, dad, this place. He said, dad, look back there, look. I said, look, I see. Can I get over there with you? He said, no, dad, you promised me you were finished. You're not finished. I said, is there a boat that happened by any chance come down this river? He said, no, that ain't no boat coming for you. How about a raft? I said, he said, no. How about an inner tube? I'll take that. He said, no, dad, you promised you were finished. You're not finished. You're not finished. He said, we're going to be together. We're never separated again. He kept saying, thank you, dad. Thank you for teaching me. Thank you for giving me the word. Thank you for grabbing me and shaking me when I felt like going back and, and going into sin. And thank you, Dad, that you held an example unto me. Look, look what you did. Look where I am because you held on to the horn and the altar. And now look where I am. I'm not lost, Dad. You don't got to worry about me. I'm here with Jesus. I'm enjoying myself. Sure, I went early, but I helped you. And now you got to go back and help others. You promised me in that kitchen. You remember? I said, yeah, son, I remember. I remember he said, you got to go back. 
And he turned around and he said, I love you, dad. He turned around, Jennifer, and he walked back over there by those beautiful crystal, uh, I'm not crystal, beautiful mother pearl buildings, houses, and all of those things over there. It was so beautiful. I wish I was there now. Wow. So I, wish I, I wish I was there now. Wow. Really, if I didn't have to finish this work, I would ask God to take me home. Wow, just to be back with him. Now, did you see Jesus when you were up there? No. No. No, he, he talked to me. He said, I got a message I'm giving you. So he talked, he talked to me while I was there. And uh, I knew I knew it was him. I knew it was him. And he said, I want to show you some things. And he started showing me some things. He he started he started showing me some things of stuff that, that that was going to happen. And so I wrote, I put that in my book. Um this picture Bound is, to lose, destined to win. Yeah, this is my life story that's being made into a movie now, even as we speak. It's nice. being made into a movie. Different title, different title. And make sure you buy, if anyone want to buy this, make sure you buy it with my face on the cover with hair and stuff. Don't buy those flowery colored books. <laughs> Don't buy them other books because those are thieves and robbers. They stole my life story and we're taking them. We have to take them to the legal system. They stole my life story, Jennifer, and they're using my life story to make millions of dollars and me and my family ain't getting nothing. And they say they're Christians. I thank God for giving me that experience, Jennifer, in heaven. Jesus talked to me. He walked me through a lot of stuff. He showed me Katrina before it hit. He said, it's going to be over a thousand people dying. There's a, there's a, there's a serious flood going to hit America. And that was 2004. And then Katrina hit. He showed me a lot of uh, 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 people coming into this country that was going to do a lot of terrorist stuff. He showed me all kinds of stuff that was going to happen and it and it and it has happened it's all it's all in this book it's, it's in this book so is there any more besides that anything yet to come that he showed you or did everything he said oh yeah there? yeah there's more stuff there's more stuff is there is is there like a little piece you can give us and then the rest is in the book uh yeah 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 he showed me that there's going to be there's going to be evil spirits that's going to be walking up and down the sidewalk and you're gonna think that they're humans and they're not. They're here to infiltrate parts of, of every auxiliary of the planet. And what happened with that is years ago, years ago when I was, I was being taught, when I was being taught uh, witchcraft, the witch told me, she said, it's gonna come a time when the saints who are enemy are not gonna see prayer as essential, as important. And when that happens, the, the, the decades are going to open. You know what the decades are, right? Cracks, right? Yeah, it's the, it's the cracks. It's the cracks in the ground that, that, that the enemy is going to use Isaiah 29 and 4, where it talks about how the familiars are going to come out of the ground. And, and the, the, the reason why the world is not in the worst of shape that it's getting ready to be is because in the book of, of I think it's um, uh, Colossus, um, uh, second, which that it says uh, seven fourteen. If my people call by my name, humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, you know, cease from sin and what have you, repent. And the original says repent. 
from their wicked ways, and he will heal the sick, you know, and then heal the land. In other words, he will not let, he will not let those spirits come up, Isaiah 29 and 4, come up through those cracks, the decades, the witches know about the decades. He will keep that down. That's the reason, that's the reason why we don't have the stuff that's getting ready to happen. Because you think about it, you call the prayer meeting, you get maybe five people to come. And one of that five is the janitor. He got to come, but he got to clean up afterwards. So that's why he comes. <laughs> he, he getting the check. <laughs> this is you, your wife, and your daughter, and your son. And he mad. He's sitting on the corner mad. Well, I got to come to church. Or well, I got to church. And the janitor, he don't care. He gets come because he getting paid. So, but now you call, a, you call a concert. You call a hamburger flip. You call a, 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 a peanut, a chis kebab, and, and, and all that stuff. And, and here this, this preacher, he, he got magicians coming to his church to do tricks for children. I was so mad down there in Texas when I saw that. I was so mad. If I was an airplane, I would have flew myself home. I would have, I was so mad. Here I come out of witchcraft and you don't want to show that stuff in the church yeah. because it comes out of Proverbs 5 and 5. They come up the steps, the astral lineage line. So you're inviting stuff to come up the mm -hmm. staircase in your church and you wonder why your children are peeing in the bed, wet in the bed, because you allow these spirits to come in there and attack them because you think that's entertainment. That's the mon that's the, the monotainment. That's what that is from the pitch of hell. Don't do that. And I know they get mad at me and they tell me, you're too serious, Earthquake. Oh, you take stuff too serious. Yeah, I've been to heaven. I want to see people go back there. Right. I want to see them walk on the crystal sea. I want to be able to see people that look around and say, they said, thank you, earthquake, because you live right. You told me the truth. It hurt me, but you told me the truth. Now look where I am. Um, that's, that's, um, that's my existence, is to get people to see Jesus, to repent, to receive him, and live right according to his word. So how did you get back into your body? Okay, here's what happened after the Lord showed me stuff. He showed me a group of children. He talked about the abortion. Oh, um, yeah, the children. I'm sorry to cut you off. Tell us specifically about the children. You saw three groups, right? Three groups of children playing. Oh, oh God. As I was walking around and God was talking to me about stuff, he showed me a lot of stuff that I put in there. In the, in the Heaven Golden Vessel and the Bound to Lose book. He, he, I was walking around, I could hear children laughing and playing. And I love children. Like you said, my grandson, three years old, and my four grandchildren here, and I got other grandchildren, you know, my other children and, and stuff like that. So, so I spoil them. And, uh, and my godchildren, I, I just love to, to, just to spoil them and the stuff they have and, and, and send them home spoiled, you know. <laughs> But anyway, um, so I'm walking, I'm walking around with the Lord talking to me. I was so happy, you know, to, to have the Lord accompany me and walking around with me and, and stuff and showing me stuff. And then, and I looked over there. He said, you, you want to know those children are. Now, I didn't say nothing. I didn't even say anything. You know, he read my, you know, your mind, you know, he was, you know, searches the heart, know what the mind of the spirit makes an assessment. He also knows what's in your, in your head. So I said, yeah, who are those children? And he said, that group of children right there are children that was in wars and they were killed because what happened to the children in these wars? What happens to them? They don't know how to do nothing. They don't know which way to run. A lot of them, why would you shoot? Why would you shoot a child? Why would you do that? But anyway, it hurts the Lord 
And he said, you see those children right there? I said, yeah. He said, they'll never be hurt again. Not another missile would, 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 would attack them. They'll never be, be blown asunder. He said, they're here and in, in my hands and I protect them. And they enjoying themselves, they was laughing. But then the problem was it was on the other side of the river and I couldn't get over there because I got over there. And I'd be over there playing and kickball with them and having all kinds of stuff. And then I wouldn't have to have to take a break because you don't get tired up there, you see. So, and, and he, was, he was really emotional about it. I said, oh my, oh my, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Then there was another group that was, that was, that was there. He said, you see that group playing right there? I said, I said yes, yeah, so. Now he didn't separate them by their condition on the earth because children automatically, they, they'll, they'll find a game and get played. You know what I mean? And they'll one want to play kickball, want to play baseball or throw a football. They just know what they want and they'll get, you know, grab it over it to it. It's not they will separate them like that. You know, God's not into separations like that. That's right. Amen. You know? So God separated them? No, no, no. They, they just happened to have that kindred spirit and they just, you know, went towards each other. And so he said, you see those over there playing right there? I said, yeah. He said, that group right there, I sent them down there to do a work for me. He said, he said, and he really, he really stressed, he said, because, because of the hardness of the hearts and sin, and he said, they were aborted and sent back to me. And then his voice started changing. It sounded like he was about to cry. You know, he sounded like he was about to cry. I said, oh my Lord, no, he almost got me to cry. I said, no. He said, I sent them down there. He said, because of the, the wickedness and the evil of sin and using abortion as a, as a contraceptive all of these different things and the stuff, the stuff that they they was doing to these children through abortion. He, 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 and I'm standing there under him. His face is bigger than that moon, full moon. He's big. I'm standing there, and I said, God, if if you if you shed a tear, it'll be huge, like an Olympic size swimming pool. And I don't think my my body can deal with. You know your tears, so he didn't. He didn't let the tear come down because he feels stuff. He he feels pain, and how would somebody feel if you send somebody to help somebody, and then you kill that person? And like Jesus did with that, they sent that man, and they killed him. And he, after a while, they killed the, the man's son that he sent down there to tell him get off of this property. You know, it's, it's horrible. And so he was, he was almost crying. And I said, Oh God, I did not know. I know things hurt you, but I didn't know it was like that. He said, yeah. He said, I sent them. And because of their hardness of heart, they went and, and they destroyed, they destroyed those babies and abortion hurts them so bad. It hurts them. It hurts them so bad. It hurts them so bad. It just, it's horrible, and he was just crying and trying to. Oh man! And then I, I, I didn't, I didn't really want to know anything else after that. My Lord and Savior is hurt, and the people on the planet they don't care. So I'm not. I'm talking about those that participate in it. They don't care what God thinks. 
And that hurts him too, because he loves everybody. And so there was another group that said, Lord, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I can't take anymore. God, I don't, he said, no, I'm sending you back with a message. I said, okay, because I'm feeling for him. Jennifer, I'm feeling for him now. I said, God, I, God, I know it was this bad. I know it was bad, but not that creator was hurt to tears. You know, he does. He really cares. When they were stoning Stephen, he stood up. He stood up on the throne. And other stuff that happened, he really cared. He's loving. And, and then when this last group he showed me, and I said, Lord, I don't think I can, I don't want to watch anymore. I'll, I'll go back, but I don't want to know what's in that group. He said, you got to. You got to. So he said, I sent children to the household. He called them so-called Christians, church folks, so-called Christians. And because they didn't believe that I can take care of more children, they secretly went and had abortions. And then he took me into it, like a movie screen kind of a thing. And he showed me this pastor in the Midwest, one of the biggest churches in the Midwest. And he showed me this pastor who took took a couple of people and made them have abortions. And because he wanted to, he wanted to save face. He didn't want people to know that his teenage daughter got pregnant. And so he took her and God showed me this man. I, I can tell you, I can see this man now. I could go right to him and say, you the man. I won't say nothing in public, but you know what you did. You need to repent. And so, God hurts when the saints don't trust him and they go and they have abortions. There was one person who went to church and uh, they confessed to me. They confessed, they said, my husband and I, we went and we had five abortions. That's how we would do our birth control. control. I said, huh? Yeah, and they said, we were driving down the street, a busy street, just he and I in a car. And she, she told me, she said, her husband said, why don't you make them babies be quiet back there in that back seat? Stop them babies making all that noise. And she turned around, Jennifer, ain't no children back there. Oh, wow. Wow. I hear that happens. Wait, so she heard babies crying. Yeah. I heard this happens and is not spoken of, uh, I don't know if at all, probably, you know, not so much, but women who have abortions, they don't tell these women that after a lot of these women actually see their children like in the night or like have visions of them or they're sometimes hear their children that passed yeah. away. Yeah. So that's like what you're saying. You're the second yeah. person. Yeah. Back of the car, they can hear not just one child. But many children back there making so much noise that they couldn't focus driving. And he, 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 she said, there's no children back there. And, and told that to me. And my father tried to get rid of me too. He tried to have me aborted. And it failed. My mother did everything she could do. She kicked him and, and scratched him and still tried. And I found out who the abortionist was. Then I went back to New York area. 
and try to let that person know if she was still alive that I forgive them and all I found out was the grave, you know, they had, they had died in, in, in 87, they had died. And so they tried to get me too, but how do I get back? And after all of that, God said, now I'm sending you back. I'm sending you back. And so the angel opened after God was finished with me. I couldn't stay. I couldn't stay there. And then angel opened the door and I got back. I got back in that beautiful vessel. And like a blink of an eye, I was back in the hospital. I was back in the hospital and I could feel the pain. And I was, I, I was crying because I didn't want to live. I didn't want to be there no more. And then God spoke to me. He said, what I've given you, son, is serious. You have to come back here. You have to finish. This is serious, what I've given you. You're on a mission for me. You're not going to die until your time is up. And from that, I got out of the hospital. And my wife came and gave me, they put me in a wheelchair, take me home. And then the doctor, before I got out of the hospital, out of intensive care, he came over to my bedside, he said, move your hand. I moved my hand. He moved the other hand, moved my hand. He said, move your feet. I moved my feet. He said, wiggle your toes. He said, that's impossible. Nobody, nobody survived an arachnoid hemorrhage of the brain like you had and coming out with, with no problems at all. Wow. Because God said, I healed you. And... I took all of those afflictions from you, from the brain aneurysm, and what the enemy did for bad, I turned it around for good. And so the doctor says, I want to pay your, he's a Hindu doctor. He said, I want to pay all your expensive expenses to go with me to India so I can, I can do a show and tell of the only man on planet Earth that survived a flood of hemorrhaging in your head. And I said, doctor, I'm saying to myself, you go ahead and take me show and tell, and I'll be over there administering the gospel right. of Jesus Christ. You go ahead. It's the door. <laughs> and the offer is still after from 2004 to now, it's still the offer is still there. They haven't worked out the time and everything because I go there and preach like somebody on fire, Amen. you know, because I know what God did. So after that, I'm traveling the world and preaching and ministering. The altars are filled. I talk, to, uh, I talk about the things of heaven and the things of hell, the things that are true. The Bible, the 200 topics in the Bible never talked about. And, and I explain them and express them what God tell me. And, 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 and I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And when God says, okay, time to come home, I'm, I'm going to get out of here so fast. That you probably make the, the hula hoop on if you put it on your head, be spinning around even extra fast and seeing me getting out of here. I'm telling you, because you know, I, I know God sent me back here. The doctor called me, the, the, the Hindu doctor said, You're the lucky man, you're the lucky man. Call me lucky. Now you know, good and well, lucky ain't got nothing to do with it. That's right. Luck is a spirit called the goddess of chance. Every time people go in there, gamble and they come bankrupt and stuff that's because lady luck they go shine on me lady luck shine on me and they have the lady right there blowing the dice and they throw them and they lose their house and their car and that's a big old purple ugly spirit with an ugly face standing over that crap table and then throw it out there and you wind up with nothing 
because it is a spirit called the mm -hmm. goddess of chance. And some part said, man, you lucky. I said, no, 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 no. No, please, sir. No, no disrespect. No, no, no. I'm blessed. That's right. I'm blessed. Going in, blessed coming out, blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed in the mountain. Don't, don't. I, I tell them, I don't, I didn't mean no harm. I, I know you don't mean any harm, but I got to help you. When you're talking about me and what God has done, have luck at that goddess of chance, that evil spirit, but I can draw a picture of it and show it to you exactly, take you to the dictionary and Wikipedia and everything else and show you, you don't want to, you're doing it out of lack of knowledge. You're, well, you're wishing people well, and you mean well. It's like, it gets like when people say, when they sneeze, somebody say, God bless you. You're wishing people well, but where it comes from, it comes from old Germanic um, 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 superstition. You know, and stuff like that. And they mean well, but the, the, the origin of it comes from superstition. You know, so, you know, you learn all that stuff when you're in sorcery. <laughs> it's like old hat for you, you know. And so I thank God that you give me this opportunity to talk, to say stuff to help. I hope this helps someone. If not, it helped me all over again, you know. But thank you so much. You're such a blessing. You and your husband, and give him some dap for me. Say, what's up, man? All right, I'll give some depth. Yeah, there you go. Man, <laughs> some depth, and and then we love y'all. Anything I can do to help you? Anybody want us to come and speak? Your listeners, we are, we would love to, and and we don't charge you a million dollars a minute to speak. Million dollars a word to speak. We don't do that. You know, we come as God bless you. You bless us. You know. Amen. Earthquake. This has been an ultimate joy and a blessing oh, just to you. have you share your story again and i know i said this in our previous interview but you know i and so many others have heard your testimony and just to hear all over again and even hear more stuff that we didn't even hear before it's good to hear little details that you're like oh yeah i learned something new about his his testimony it just brings you closer to god and it just makes you want to want to know more and more about him and just get in the word even more so i really commend you for always like just you allowing the lord to use you for such a time as this you 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 really honor what your son said to you promise that you'll keep preaching the gospel the way you're doing so i truly appreciate it thank you Jeffrey. yeah i promised him you know and that's been 98 uh, december 7th 1998 when he was gone on december 6th he gave me a hug and i saw him again in heaven on the other side of the river and I wanted to come over and he said, Dad, you promise. You promise. You, you cannot. You got to go back. And I said, Tom, I said, no. And, and I hear, hear him back. And I'm, and I'm loving I'm loving it because I'm able to help a, a lot of people. And showing them in the words here. I love because I can take and show them in a word just for that. That this is what God said, not earthquake, because I, 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 I ain't right now one drop of it, and I'm not going to deprive anybody of something if 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 I know, you know. Say, hey man, that's a sale on some alligator shoes down there, man, you know. And and they say, where at, man? They got my size. I'm gonna tell them, you know. Hey man, it's a bicycle over there. You ain't got to pay all this for that bike. They got bikes down there, man. You like riding bikes? Get them, you know. And why not about the things of God? Why would we hold back on the things of God, which is better than bikes and shoes? And oh my God, far beyond we can even think or imagine is God and his spirit. And there's so much more to when you think you got 
most of God. You ain't even got started good yet. There's yeah. so much more to God. And he's just waiting with arms open. If he save a person like me, okay? If he save a person like me that was involved with very deep, ugly stuff, and he never brought it up to me now one time. He never brought my background to me now one time, nor did my mother. My mother never did. She anointed my hair with oil. And they would call, they would say all kinds of stuff. And my mother said, my son gonna preach the gospel. I don't care what you say about what he is. He gonna preach the gospel. And she kept saying it, anoint my hair with oil. And I wore expensive stuff, she didn't care. She put that oil on, on his shirt, $400 was a lot of money for a shirt back in the 60s and 70s when I was a teenager. She didn't care. She said, I don't care about your clothes. I'm protecting your soul. I feel that there's some people that's dealing with this pain of stuff. Now, no, there ain't nobody killed. Could be a divorce. It could be somebody, you know, a job hurt you real bad. And they're not letting it go, but you have to. You have to, friend. You have to. You just, you just, you just have to. Yeah. It was hard for me to forgive them, but I forgave that young man that murdered my son for no reason at all. Yeah. Now did so did so when they caught him, I know you said there was no reason. Was he in a gang? Was he on drugs? Trying to get it, he was he was trying to get initiated in, in one of these gangs, LA gangs. Oh gosh. They could have picked anybody. And he realized that he he picked he picked the one that was helping his his the father of the one that was helping his family. And uh, then when he realized, I mean he got to jail, one of the other chaplains talked to him, which is a, a friend of mine. And he said, man, you know who you killed? And he realized, oh no, that was, that was, that was a bishop's son. And he realized that from prison. And then God told me to forgive that whole family. And uh, I took some groceries and some money. And I went down to the house where they lived. I knocked on the door and they saw me and they started crying. They said, you would do this for our family after what our family did to yours? I said, yeah, yeah. And then myself, the old me, I would have wiped your whole family out. I would have wiped all of you. It wouldn't be none of you. It wouldn't be none of you left, not a one, because my family was, was connected in bad ways. But when I got saved, I cut that connection. The Holy Ghost cut that connection from those bad entities. He cut it completely. So I can stand down here and hug and, and love that family. And we are, we are a close family now. But my daughter, one of my daughters, I got four daughters, I won't say which one. So I'm praying for her and I'm praying for others. And Father, in the name of Jesus, that those that are still holding on to pain and hurt, that you release them from that right now. I don't care who you are, I don't care where you live, I don't care what color you are. I don't care if you're the richest person on this planet or the poorest. If you're holding on stuff, it's going to eat you away as a, like a, canker worm the bible say let god help you let him help you let him help you let him help you you're being tore up on the inside you're eaten away god said he came to that you may have life and have it more abundantly pulling on the stuff is not good for you i know i've been tormented i've been beat in the head with belt buckles i made to eat trash and i forgive all of those people and i bought two of them and I saw them at the altar crying out with their hands. 
before they died. Oh man, thank you, Father. There's someone receiving this right now, Jennifer. Somebody's grabbing this. Somebody is grabbing this and they're saying, I'll forgive that person. I forgive my mother that left me. Standing there, friend told me, say, Eric, my friend left me standing in front of my mother. I'm sorry, my friend told me his mother left him standing in front of 7-Eleven and told him to stay there. And she never came back. And he's a grown man now. He said she just left me there. Other people have been sodomizing and gang raped and, and they don't know what to do, but they're holding on God. Other people have been church hurt. Hurt in churches, bad. Hurt in churches, worst kind of hurt you can imagine from the household of faith, are supposed to be faith. So God asked you to lift, lift him up, lift him up. God, let go. I even pray for my own child. God, I'll give my life for my children. But I can't make her forgive. Only you can touch her to do that. It's painful. It's pain that she still suffers with. I can't even talk to her about it, so I don't try. I tried, and it's just too hard. So I turn her over to you, that you would do it. And you will, too. She's so loving and kind, and I just love her so much. But she still got that pain from her brother being murdered. Breathe on her, God, like you did the disciples. Breathe on her fresh air, fresh oil. Oh, God. Thank you. Amen. 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 Thank you once again, Earthquake. Thank you so much once again for sharing this. You're welcome. It's a little emotional still, but yeah. you're welcome. Looking for some deep-believing, bold-quoted Christian t-shirts, hoodies, or sweaters? Look no further. Visit MyJesusFriend.com to get 10% off whatever you want when you enter promo code BELIEVER21. That's www.MyJesusFriend.com.